standing up in Texas. This is According to Callus. This is going to be a special response episode coming to you on a Saturday. Now, typically I only make uh, Saturday episodes if I'm trying to catch up for something that I missed during the week or something particularly interesting comes across. So this morning, I had an opportunity to review uh, Robert West's podcast. And if you, again, as I put on my personal page, if you don't know who this guy is and what he's doing, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, you need to, you need to, you need to check it out. Uh, he has his own uh, podcast that he does on YouTube. I think he's doing them once a week and he's on episode 63 and he takes some time out to talk about the Paxton impeachment and a possible failing censure. So, uh, I know the guy I, I've talked with him many times. I respect the heck out of him. Um, I would maybe request a little more nuance in some of his commentary or breakdown. And then I don't think he's got it wrong. I, I well, actually, I would, I'll address that. But before we get on with the show, let me remind you, the best way you can help me is to like, share, and subscribe to this show. Uh, my labor of love for both the uh, city of McKinney, the county of Collin, and my beloved state of Texas. And yes, I am one of those damn Yankees, but... I am converted. I am a Texian. I am a Texian by choice. And much like the volunteers, this is our Alamo, and I'm here with you to the end. Whatever line is going to be drawn in the sand, I'm crossing it. You need to be willing to do that. But each person has their own line and makes their own decision because I'm not going to commit anybody to anything that they're not willing to do freely on their own. All right, so I'm going to be also up front as we go on with the show here. Up front. I don't agree with the entirety of the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to nitpick it. I'm not going to slam the guy because, as I said, I I think the vast majority of his breakdown is dead on accurate on the entire show. Uh, Again, I would just say I think there's a little bit more nuance. I think there's maybe a little bit more at play, but that's my opinion versus his opinion. And if I'm going to defer to opinions, I'm probably going to defer to Robert, to be honest to you, because he has spent far more time running around the state of Texas doing his best to replace politicians with patriots. He's on the uh, second version of his book, The uh, Five Star Plan. And if you haven't read that, you need to go out and buy it. I've done a review uh, earlier on in uh, my show, uh, committed five episodes, I believe, to it, and it was well worth the read. It's it's not in it's not expensive. It's well worth your time. Okay, so the three or four key things I want to touch on here, <clears throat> and I would encourage you, if you're listening to me now, pause, hit the pause button, go over and listen to the Robert West podcast. His is on YouTube. He does video. For uh, reasons I won't get into, I tend to avoid video, but it's episode number 63. Please take the time, go watch or listen to his podcast, and then when you're done with that, please come back and listen, so it'll make a whole lot more sense after you've done that. All right, so he talks about Montgomery County, which, (laughs) boy, it should probably be called Monkey Shine County at this point, and I will 
wholeheartedly agree with him. I would love for the state of Texas party to step in and say, uh, yeah, we're going to institute a little top-down discretion here, step in and fix this mess, and get people back on track. But if they're going to do that in Montgomery County, they need to come up to Denton County as well because we have the same exact problem playing out in Denton County. For those of you that don't know, there is a chairman that refuses to let the county conduct business unless it's the business that he wants. He has appointed Democrat chairs. He has also donated money to Democrats. And he won his election by apparently one vote at the convention. And if, I, and if I'm wrong on this, if I'm wrong, somebody feel free to correct me. But we're talking, I'm sorry, it wasn't the convention. It was whatever. But one vote is basically what he won by. And he's running it as if he was a Democrat, which according to some friends I have over in Denton County, if he isn't, he might as well be one. You know, this is the same thing we deal with time and time again when you have a bunch of interlocutors, interlocutors, whatever. But people that don't belong showing up in infesting, right? They might as well be feds. And just in case you're wondering, no, that was not a compliment. Uh, Typically when feds infiltrate a group, it's they're provoking and tricking people into doing things in which they can prosecute them. And they're always serving to inform on your activities to your opponents. Feds are in this instance, not a good thing. And the People that are coming in and helping this guy do his stuff, both in Montgomery and Denton County, they're not doing good work. They're not <laughs> they're not trying to save the republic as it was. <clears throat> okay, so that aside, let's talk a little bit about Collin County. Now, I missed the shindig last week. I had injured myself. I was uh, not really able to go out in public. <laughs> I, I would have liked to have shown up. And uh, if they would have given me uh, 30 seconds, I probably could have been real quick on the mic. It's as simple as this. You got what you paid for. What do I mean? All of our state reps have essentially sold out to the money in Austin. Whether it's Phelan, whether it's Abbott, whether it's Lieutenant Dan, it it doesn't really matter. They go down there, and usually within one term, sometimes two, they decide they're no longer working for we, the people, and they go to work for the Austin Austin interests. Unfortunately, even when they do that, they can do just enough to consider themselves conservative, right? <clears throat> Sell that party line. They do just enough to keep people off their backsides so there's no primary challengers. And honestly, they're going to have so much money, it's near impossible to challenge them. However... <clears throat> Robert West correctly points out that if the party will just have the courage to follow through with the censure, maybe that'll open up a can of worms. Maybe that'll make it plausible. Now, again, I want to state for the record, I am a member of the party in good standing. I am both a precinct chair and a member of a couple of different committees. One of those committees that I participate on is the rules committee. Now the rules committee is supposed to receive ahead of time, any resolution or rule change to be submitted to the executive committee, um, ahead of time so that we know what we're going to talk and make sure that it gets put on the agenda for that night. And to be fair, to be fair, if you 
live in a county that is a captured operation, uh, Montgomery and Denton County, uh, that is impossible. However, in Collin County, whether all the precinct chairs are going to agree on this or not, this is friendly territory. Our party is largely unified on we want a conservative, liberty-loving vision to be implemented both in Austin and at the county level. And by and large, we agree on that. Now, some of that implementation or the personalities behind it are different. They, they may vary, and that's okay. So I imagine in a couple, well, I guess it's in a week. In a week or so, we're going to get a number of resolutions for censure or for perhaps a vote of no confidence. I look forward to seeing those. It'll be interesting. And you know what? It doesn't need to go to the rules committee because they're going to just vote to set aside the rules to address it that evening. And I'm fairly certain the rest of the party leadership in Collin County is well aware of this and we will allow for adequate time. It's going to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be fun. And I'm sure we'll have to go to executive session because once again, we don't want people that would seek to undermine our work present when we do it. And by that, I mean Democrats, Democrat plants. Oh, I'm sure there'll be fake Republicans there, but you know, eh. just like churches have fake Baptists, we have fake Republicans. It's part of life. You move on. All right. And uh, I believe Robert West is also correct that there are, with very little effort, at least three violations that could reach the level of a rule 44. Now, what's interesting is whether or not, whether or not our executive committee is going to go after Phelan and all of our reps or just Phelan. I'll wait to see, but I haven't seen or heard anything on the rules committee as of yet. But again, it's fun. Let's do this. Let's get it done. So kudos to Robert for uh, speaking the unspoken. All right. Now this is a, this is a little bit more contentious uh, topic here. We have to deal with the idea of Paxton and Phelan and which is worse or problematic. And I will say without a doubt, I wholeheartedly agree with his analysis of Phelan. And the sad thing is, is Phelan is at least nominally better than Bonin and Bonin was nominally better than Strauss. But if you're starting with somebody that hates you and you're then dealing with somebody that just mildly dis pleased with you. I mean, that's not much of a positive uh, step forward, right? <laughs> but again, take it for what it's worth. All right. Now on the Paxton deal. Now I live in Collin County and I've had the pleasure of meeting both Mr. And Mrs. Paxton. I think quite highly of both of them. Uh, I voted for both of them and I support both of them. I will also say that I've been hearing accusations <laughs> For probably a decade that Ken's done things that were bad, illegal, or something of the uh, consequence. The feds have done nothing with it. The state, which I guess there's no huge surprise, but the state has largely done nothing with it. I think they hold it over his head, so they always have something over his head. And they thought they were going to take him out in the primary. They they've always are trying to take him out. And by they, I mean the Republican establishment. So while... Robert says maybe he's done something, you know, I, he does, he, he expresses the, and of course this is my understanding of what he said. He basically said, 
there's enough evidence to suggest that Ken has done, done some things as the attorney general that, if not illegal, is certainly unethical because nine people said so. Okay, that's a fair analysis. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it, but that is a fair analysis. And I think it would be also fair to say until you're convicted, you're guilty of nothing. The problem is, is if you never, ever go to court, you can't ever be convicted. So for those of you that aren't aware, and again, I realize it's dangerous territory for me because this is Paxton country. And, uh, you know, as a supporter, uh, I, I take no pleasure in this whatsoever, but let's be honest. A grand jury convened. That's what the impeachment process was. The grand jury didn't listen to both sides, but they're not required to. The grand jury wasn't apparently under oath or none of the speakers were under oath, which apparently, though it's a rule, <laughs> they ignored that. Interesting thing. Uh, but the grand jury made the determination that they felt there was enough evidence there to merit a trial. So while it's embarrassing, while it is challenging, while it is certainly not a good thing, an impeachment is part of the process. The House chooses to apply charges and the Senate holds the actual trial. So we haven't actually gotten to the trial yet. Now, I don't believe that anything's occurred that is going to be convictable. I don't believe that there's uh, enough votes to convict him, right, wrong, or otherwise. But I could be wrong. I will tell you that 100% this is political. 100% this is let's get the guy because they're afraid of him. Now, the bigger question is, is why are they afraid of him? I apologize for that. There was a mild technological difficulty here. So, as I was saying, <laughs> uh, there is going to be a trial. The trial should be interesting. Now, whether or not justice will be served, that remains the bigger question. Whether or not the political attack is going to be satisfied is another question. There should be, and there will be consequences for this behavior, for the, let's call it, political assassination of Ken Paxton. But the guy's not dead yet. Let's not write him off. I, I also believe that as much as it isn't a comfortable statement, that Robert is also 100% accurate when he said most attorneys go to a trial knowing very well what the actual answer is going to be if the law is followed. The problem is oftentimes the law isn't followed and being that there's really, well, in other words, I'm hard pressed to disagree with the idea that some of these uh, lawsuits are nothing more than for show. And honestly, I'm not opposed to that because we have to fight. We have to show up. Even if we know we're going to lose, we have to show up. I mean, who thought that the opinion from the Supreme Court was going to go the way it did and overturn Roe v. Roe v. Wade. Who thought Obergefeld, the sodomy law stuff was going to get flipped on its head like that? 
Who saw that coming? I, I, I didn't see either one. The outcome from the first one has played out almost exactly like I said it would. The outcome on uh, the abortion laws, well, that is getting interesting, isn't it? The establishment is going to sell us out every time they get a chance. Now, love him or hate him, Ken Paxton's the guy who's in the way right now. I don't believe that anybody that's in Austin for more than two years doesn't get compromised. And I don't believe that they don't use that to hold it over your head to control you later on. You look no further than some of the posts that have been on social media about certain elected officials that still have jobs that have not been tossed aside that are openly violating their marriage vows. Some with multiple partners, allegedly. And this is perfectly fine and legitimate, but no, 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 no. We have to go after Another guy that had a consenting relationship, even though he was in a position of power over the other person, uh, we, we got to run him out. Now, did he deserve the ultimate fate the way he got it? Maybe. Yes. I mean, if you want to be straight up on it, he caused his own problems, but they only went after him because he got in their way. And there's tons of other people down there that are doing the very same thing or very similar things. They get a free pass. Because it's all politically motivated. There's no principle at play here. Let's not pretend that there is a principle at play. We know full well there is not. So once again, I would say Robert West gets it right. Now, what does that mean for us? What does that mean going forward? Well, first and foremost, we have to decide, do we want to create a civil war within the Republican Party? Because that's what's going to happen. Let's be honest about it. And there's at least three factions, right? There's the establishment, Republicans, and most of them pose as being moderates. Some will pretend to be uh, conservatives, but when push comes to shove, they do what the establishment wants them to do. Then there are the moderates, right? And unfortunately, a lot of times people lump those two together, the moderates and the establishment. The moderates, some of them, well, actually, most of the moderates I know are quite principled in what they believe. Now, I don't necessarily agree with all their principles, and I think maybe they're a little too nice for our own good, but I at least understand where they're at. I understand where they're coming from, and there's some mutual respect that I have for those folks. Now, the establishment, not so much. And then we have the right wing, right? Those that are Hardcore, right of center, patriots, whatever you want to call yourself. We're the hard chargers. We're the ones that want to fix things and get things back on track and make the difference. I mean, if I didn't think there was a plausible way forward in making a difference, I wouldn't do what I do every day. I've got, man, I got more important things that I could be doing for myself, more important for myself and my family, perhaps. But I choose to do this because I think in the bigger picture, what happens in Texas, what happens in Collin County is wholly important to the grand scheme of things. And and it's a sacrifice. I, I will admit there is a cost, but I make it willingly. And I would suggest that we have to be careful how we move forward. We have to be careful how we approach the situation and we have to be careful how we fix it. But it can be fixed. I wouldn't be involved and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't believe it can be fixed. And with that, special thanks to Robert West for his insightful program. Again, go check him out at his podcast, 
particularly of note, was number 63. And thank you for tuning in, and I will see you on the other side.